1: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the
0: World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: This is The Rob Carson Show, and it is uh, our number duh. (laughs) we We've got a lot of things to get to, including... Why, if you work for the HHS, you need to come up with a new pronoun every day just to bleep with your boss, because you can. And you can really screw up their uh, nonsense as far as uh, pronouns and all of that. Uh, Honestly, and again, uh, those who would demand 100 different pronouns, uh, you can't consider them serious leaders of anything. You cannot. Anybody who would insist on something as ridiculous as that uh, shouldn't be in that position. So you have to fight them. You, you can't just sit there and accept their nonsense. So what I would do is I would just make up your own pronouns every day. I want to be known as hib. Why? I don't know. Just hib. You know? Tooth. I want to be known as Tooth. No, I'm going to call Call me airplane master. That's what I want to be called. Every day. Swear to God. Do it every day. If your boss wants you to adhere by idiotic pronouns for everybody in the office, even though you know that a dude is a dude even when he wears a dress, all right? Uh, then you should make up your own pronouns every day. All right? I think it would be a good idea. I think we should do that. Oh, by the way, I'm very active on social media. And one of the things that I uh, posted yesterday, and it, it's not about uh, me trying to be... Uh, I don't know. Um, Aryan or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I uh, recognize uh, that I'm a 58 year old man now. Uh, I work out. You know, uh, I'm not 25 years old, but at the same time, I'm proud of uh, what I, the, the, the second chance I've been given in my life. Uh, because three years ago, I was pushing 300 pounds, and uh, uh, I was uh, drinking way too much, uh, and when I wasn't drinking, I was passed out from drinking. So it was kind of like that. It was really, really messed up. And and as I, uh, you know, have recovered, and I had a miracle happen in my life. I just stopped one morning. It stopped. God cleansed me. I, I mean, it just... I've had doctors tell me, I've never heard anything like this. You didn't have DTs. You didn't have a hospital. You just stopped drinking. And you don't even remember the taste of alcohol. How in the hell does that happen? It happened to me. So I posted a picture of me at the gym last night. It's just a picture I wanted to, I it wasn't trying to show off. I wasn't trying to show off my guns or anything. I didn't want to show you what has happened uh, because so many people have gone down this road, particularly in my generation and you millennials, you know this as well as I do. Uh, uh, Gen X is the suicide generation. Gen X is the suicide generation. We're the first generation that, like Kurt Cobain, boom, 1994, and we were off to the off to the running. But unfortunately, many of us have committed suicide at a much slower pace. That's what Matthew Perry did. He committed a 30-year suicide. Uh, George Michael, same thing, committed a 30-year uh, suicide. Whitney Houston, same thing. Shannon Hoon, Blind Melon, uh, he died of a drug overdose. You know, but but we are the suicide generation, and I was going to be Matthew Perry, and I was going to be you know the lead singer of Smash Mouth who just died, uh, but I didn't. I, I had a miracle happen. and I wanted to show you what's possible because I was pushing three hundred pounds. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm always, I've always been the after guy because I struggled with my life, uh, you know, my weight my entire life. The most I ever weighed was like two forty, shot up to two nine, I mean, if you look at my pictures. From three years ago, even when I stood by Donald Trump two years ago, I, w- I was sober then. But I just, you know, started months earlier. Or, you know, you would have seen dead man walking. You'd say it. But I put that up there, and I, if it serves as maybe an inspiration to you, m- okay, great. But I'm going to tell you this, and I'm just, I'm going to move on from this. But I want to tell you what's going to happen in your life. All right. Um, if you are addicted to whatever, okay, maybe it's, a dr- I never did hard drugs, uh, or if you're drug to d- drugs or booze, you're, you're going to get a choice between life or death. It's going to happen. Now, you, many of you have already chosen, I don't need my family, I don't need my marriage, I don't need it, and you, and you move on from the marriage because it hadn't killed you, but you're going to get a point in your life where you are going to realize, and I knew at one moment, crystal clear, crystal clear, that if I took another drink of alcohol, I was going to die. It wasn't going to happen five minutes later, but it was going to happen. It was evident. That's what's going to happen to you. If you're struggling, you're going to be confronted with that, and you're going to make a decision whether you are going to live or you're going to die. I chose life, and boom. It was just amazing. So enough. I'm not here to preach. I'm just here because I want to show you what's possible. And I put the picture up on uh, the web. I've gone from 286 pounds uh, I, uh, I uh, down from a 46 to a 37 waist. My chest is 52. My arms are 18. Not bad for a 58-year-old dude. And I wanted to put that up there. So do this. you you got a choice. Alcohol is just a, alcohol is just a chemical. It's a chemical. It doesn't control you. It doesn't control you. So, come on. Get the milk. People want you to live, okay? Maybe you don't want to live, but people want you to live. They don't want you to die. They really don't. It's just the way it is. Let's go to Stephen Belair real quick. He wants to talk about the uh, the failed Rashida to leave censor censorship, which should have been obvious, but unfortunately, 23 r- r- rhinos voted against it. Steve, what's up, man? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Rob. Thanks
3: for taking the call. Uh, yeah. I you know, I I was incensed when I read that, too, uh, you know, about that that uh, resolution going. However, when I actually read what was in it, there was one big problem with it. Uh, and uh, what MTG, who I love, uh, she her heart's in the right place, but sometimes she doesn't think things through uh, what she accused uh, Talib of doing was because she gave that speech outside the Capitol. And some people who heard that speech went into the Capitol and were disruptive. Uh, She uh, she accused her of engaging in an insurrection. Uh, That's going to have some really if that were to pass. And I think they're still going to use it. That's going to have some real negative legal complications for Trump, uh, given that he's right now. He's got cases in Colorado and Minnesota where they're accusing him of January 6th being an insurrection. So I, I think she was being a little too cute. I mean, it's one thing to, uh, you know, to just to go out, go out there on cable television and, you know, not just to leave, but that other bozo that pulled the fire alarm and, you know, and, and point out the hypocrisy. Uh, but putting that in a resolution where Congress there goes and says, yes, you, you will give a speech and somebody does something stupid and goes into the rotunda and starts acting uh, like a wild man, that that, that that accounts to be an insurrection. I, I think that was the problem. And I know there were, were some. I know there were a lot of never Trumpers in that group that voted against it, but there were some who who explained that that's why they voted against it, because it would have negative consequences for Trump.
2: All right, Steve. I, I do appreciate what you've said. Uh, I think what what uh, Margaret Traylor Green was trying to do is point out the double standard that there was no insurrection on January the sixth. That people were let in. Donald Trump did a speech where he told people to peacefully go to the White House. Never told them to go in. So she was trying to make a point that way. I understand what you're saying, Steve, and I do appreciate your well, comments. Her
3: intent, but but could have, but it could have backfired. I I could easily see how it could have, and and may well yet do that. So I, you know. I, I understand why some of them voted against it. I agree. I'm, I'm sure there are a bunch of never-Trumpers in there, but I know there were a handful who, who that's the reason they gave for, for not voting for it.
2: All right, my brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Uh, by the way, Newsmax Plus is here. I signed up yesterday to you? Millions watch Newsmax, the best uh, on cable news. Now they're expanding with Newsmax Plus. It's got all your great shows. Greta Von Susterin, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly. Rob Carson's what in the world? My God, have you seen that guy? He's freaking genius. Uh, they're all new on Newsmax Plus. You get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Kerry Lake. Nobody covers Donald Trump like Newsmax. We cover his rallies, most of them. So you got to go to, uh, take it for a test drive, okay? Go to Newsmax Plus. Just go online, Newsmax, and then PLUSplus.com. Newsmaxplus.com. Sign up for a free trial. takes a couple minutes. Go to Newsmaxplus.com. Get your special code. You can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. There you go. Won't you do that? So we found out. That Joe Biden not only got a $200,000 check that was a loan repayment from, uh, from a family member, from Hunty, uh, you know, from Percy, as I like to call him, Percy Biden. Uh, he's just like Percy in, uh, was it Green Mile? He's like that, that spoiled little brat and all of that. Well, uh, uh, Joe Biden also got a $40,000 check. These are uh, the checks that, uh, that uh, James Comer and Republicans are finding because the Biden's had to turn over the bank records. And now it's getting really real. I mean, like, really, really real. Like, maybe even Joe Scarborough and Mika uh, Ono um, won't be able to deny it. Although they will, because that's just how awful they are. Anyway, so uh, it was a rather complicated shell game on this $40,000 check, but all traceable. All traceable. C-E-F-C. Chinese energy firm Joe and Hunter Biden have been involved in, giving Joe and Hunter Biden millions of dollars, including a $10 million uh, uh, check. When Hunter Biden threatened uh, the guy, sitting, or the guy uh, saying that Joe Biden was sitting next to him, and he, I hold a grudge like you wouldn't believe, uh, Joe and Hunter got their, their money, and Joe bought a $3 million house, paid cash for it a couple weeks later. Other than that, nothing to see. And now here's the story of a
1: $40,000 check said by Jim Comer Biden family members made a series of complicated financial transactions to hide the source of the China money here's how that happened first northern international capital a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired five million dollars to Hudson West 3 a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a cefc associate oh yeah then hudson west three yes, sent four hundred thousand dollars to an entity owned and controlled by hunter biden okay four hundred thousand dollars goes to a hunter biden next hunter biden wired one hundred fifty thousand dollars to Lionhall group a company owned by james and sarah biden Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Nice. Later the same day, she... You're
2: going to be sitting at the ATM all day waiting for that to come out. I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, I do $300, and it's a big deal.
1: ...posited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden Biden. for $40,000. The memo line of the check said... Loan repayment. Wow,
2: you take a lot of loans, yeah. And what is uh, forty thousand dollars out of uh, let's see, uh, four hundred thousand dollars? I believe that would be ten percent for the big guy. Here's the media's response. Where's the money? I'm joking,
3: Mr.
1: President. It's <laughs> a bunch of the market. They're not putting forward any evidence that Joe Biden received any of this money.
3: Republicans have not tied the president, uh, Joe Biden, to profiteering from them.
4: There is no evidence <laughs> that Joe Biden directly benefited <laughs> from anything that Hunter Biden was doing.
3: The majority sits completely empty-handed with no evidence of any presidential wrongdoing, no smoking gun. You know.
2: What we have to do is, uh, is laugh at these people and know that their day of reckoning is coming. You know what happens when your, your life is built on a, uh, uh, a foundation of lies, all right? Sooner or later, the lies are going to catch up. It's, that's, just, that's just karma. All right. That's just karma. That's the you know, you've heard the, uh, the literal uh, uh, the uh, rules of the universe, which says for equal for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Right. That's karma. It is. It is. It is. Except for it's an equal and opposite reaction with regard to with uh, with karma. So everything uh, you know, everything negative that you do is going to come down on you. Good is going to come out of it. That's just the way it works. So, you know, we get these setbacks. You know, we wanted the censorship. We, I still do. Um, uh, We we want these things to happen. They're going to happen. And what we have to do, and I've said this before, we have to stay as focused as the founders on saving the country, on deflecting, on investigating, on going after people, on making fun of them, on deriding them, on humiliating them, and and essentially becoming ungovernable. And eventually their house of cards is going to fall. I do believe that. I really, really do. A little update on uh, what's going on with uh, Trump Trump. And uh, the case is against him. And then D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, what they're going to do to combat the massive rise in uh, auto theft is give you a free air tag so you can find the ravine that your car was dumped in when it was stolen and taken on a joyride. Okay, so (laughs) that's her solution. Uh, I've got uh, thoughts on that. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the
2: uh, Rob Carson Show. When RFK began to uh, talk uh, and announce that he was interested in running for president, I said he was the biggest threat to Donald Trump. I did. I thought he was a bigger threat than Joe Biden. Um, I don't necessarily believe that, but uh, I knew that he was going to reflect very highly when it came to polling, all right? Uh, and the, uh, the Democrat establishment is, does its level best to eliminate uh, RFK Jr. from contention for, from any sort of press or whatever. Well, uh, Quinnipiac just did a, uh, a new survey, and I don't agree with its findings uh, completely, but I do agree with a couple things. RFK Jr. is polling at about 22%. 22%, I told you. And who is he drawing from? Independence. those are people who are interested in his message not a big surprise not a surprise at all now here's where I disagree is because they're still saying Quinnipiac is saying Biden has had a Trump 36 35 RFK jr. you know at his what's well, his 19 here but uh, anyway uh, and then Cornell West who's a buffoon who's uh, pretty clearly uh, anti-semitic uh, 6% so that's the breakdown but RFK Jr., I told you, I told you, it was going to happen, and uh, I don't necessarily uh, believe this. Uh, Trump voters aren't going to leave Trump. I'm just going to tell you, Trump voters aren't going to be, uh, be uh, aren't going to vote against Trump, and I do believe that's more than the 30 or the 35 percent they're saying here, because a lot of people, including people of color, are going for Trump. Don't let that fool you. But the thing about it is. Um, yeah, RFK is resonating, and the Democrats are oh a- freaking out. Maybe that's why Joe Biden is not giving him Secret Service protection. I believe we have a Tom on the phone uh, in uh, is it Ocean City? Uh, hello, Tom. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up?
5: Yeah, once in a while I get a chance to listen when I'm traveling. So real quick on my background, I was uh, I worked at a college. My wife did. Uh, I saw this turnaround come around 2006 when I was on the side, uh, well, on the field. And I heard one of the kids tell the other kid, like, hey, don't get hung up on the Revolutionary War and how we were founded because there's a lot of uh, white, rich people that didn't want to their like that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I said, hey, 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 where are you coming from with this? And these are 17, 16, 17. No, I'm sorry, Kyle. eighteen, nineteen, 18, 19, 20. Anyway, because I coached high school, too. But he, he said my history teacher told us that today. Well, you know what? The next bus trip, the next day, we watched the Patriot. And I I showed them on the bus trip, like, nah, it didn't happen that way. Well, we saw that evolution. My wife also worked there, and – we saw this happening back in two thousand and six, and it was yeah. infiltrated at the highest level um, just to just to tell you, the health department at that school had three doctors and one mental health advisor Today they have one doctor on call they send the kids to the local e r if they have a problem, and they have five mental health. Instructors. <laughs> the, 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 the day that the day that Trump beat Hillary was the day I resigned. Um, they brought in pet animals and stuff, and and I had God. I didn't, even, I didn't even put the sticker on my car. Somebody put it on my car at an event. I drove it into the campus. It said Pence, uh, Trump, Pence, and and uh, the 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 university president told me to get it off my car. Nice. And, and I said, that's it. I'm out, and it's only got worse. The cesspool of United States is indoctrinated in our colleges. Amen, bro. It's got to stop, bro. It's
2: got to stop. 1,000%. It's time. You should not expect that your child is going to be sent off to college and come back a raving Marxist who hates his family and hates America. It's time to yeah. say no to higher education, Tom. It's and, time to say no.
5: And, and, And that's exactly what they're doing. And this was a small-town little college. Can you imagine that these uh, Ohio State and Michigan, Berkeley, oh, my God, it's a takeover internally. Didn't somebody once say that we're not going to be Abraham Lincoln or somebody say we're not going to be taken out from outside? We're going to be taken out from inside, and it's all through this educational process. These kids today, they they, ha- they just learn from day one not to add or subtract or divide or multiply. They just learn how to hate people that aren't yeah, like
2: man. that. All right brother, I appreciate it. That is a well well said and I do appreciate uh, your comments on this. And it is. It is time that American We don't have to take this. We don't have to sit here and take this. We don't have to stroke the checks anymore. We don't have to do this. You can tell your kids, you know, hey, hey, you know what? If you're going to if you are going to uh, expect me to pay for your education, uh, here's where you're going to go. Sorry. Honestly, you know, I get it. You get the acceptance letter. Oh my god, I got in at Cornell. Well, When they graduate, you're a Marxist uh, America hater with a worthless degree. That's worth 300 grand. Are you out of your mind? Coming up, we've got a special guest from Newsmax, Christina Thompson, Newsmax correspondent, to talk about all the uh, BS that's going on in the news and whatnot. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health Carson. Again, TWC.health slash Carson today and order. That's TWC Health slash Carson and use the promo code CARSON to save 10%. Oh, we always got time on a little Led Zeppelin, don't we? Coming up, our special guest on the Newsmax Highline. But before we do that, here's a headline you want me to be concerned about. It's the housing market headed for a 1980-style recession. Wells Fargo warns thanks to higher for longer interest rates. Yeah. Remember that bubble in 2008? Yeah, I got I got hit by that. I write, Right in the middle of the eyes. And it made my house essentially uh, worthless as far as equity for a uh, very, very long time. So it maybe if you're depending on your home for your retirement, you might want to Look at your 401K. Look at maybe some uh, money that you have and consider investing in precious metals because the uh, government can't meddle in it. You see what I just did there? I know, I know. Uh, Swiss America is a company that I am working with, and I love them. I had a chance to uh, talk to their president who's been there for 30 years, not a fly-by-night organization, an A-plus rating from the BBB, and they will educate you on protecting your assets today, and you can learn the truth about what the government wants to do to cash. Uh, Wants to centralize the currency, wants to make it digital. Yeah, okay, you can't digitize gold and silver when you own it. 800-289-2646 is the number for Swiss America. If you'd like to get The Secret War on Cash, which is this very interesting, very valuable pamphlet about, precious metals, and what it can do to add to your portfolio if you got you know, you know retirement right upon you or whether it's 20 years or 30 years away. 800-289-2646. This is an all-out war on cash. Get the secret war on cash. Use my name, Carson, when you call or text 800-289-2646 or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson, SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Without further ado, uh, an awesome talent on Newsmax, Newsmax correspondent Christina Thompson is on the Newsmax hotline, which kind of makes sense. Hello, Christina. How are you doing today?
3: Hi, I'm good.
4: How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I was really excited to be able to be a part of this.
2: Well, I'm glad to have you on because I watch you every day. Uh unfortunately, I apologize, the volume is down a lot of the time so I have to watch the captioning because it's in my studio and I'm doing a radio show. <laughs> but it but it is it is nice. It. <laughs> it it is nice to have you on. Um I want to ask you a, a couple things about uh, do you you work in New York, right? Correct.
4: Yes, work in New York, okay. New York live in New
2: York. Love. I want I want to ask you um uh New York City right now is under assault. Eric Adams says that the uh, city of new york that it's everything's gonna collapse because of all of the uh all of the illegals coming in uh, uh half of the hotels in Manhattan are devoted to illegals, including the Roosevelt hotel, which is now exclusively for illegals. Christina, how long have you been in New York, and how has New York changed uh you know in the last year or so? Well,
4: I've been living in it for three years now. Um, But before that, I I went to high school in New Jersey, so I had a lot of formative years living outside of it. And the whole immigration crisis is, it's just, it's so upsetting. Because, I mean, you know, not every, of course not everyone coming over the border is going to commit crimes. Of course not everyone is a criminal. Um, But unfortunately some are, and that adds an extra layer of stress for people watching as just um, more and more kind of flood into the country. And it's upsetting to see that there's not better I guess, uh, structures in place to be able to get the people in who deserve to be here, because a lot of my family members have come over from places like um, El Salvador and Mexico. So for me, it's important to be able to allow people who deserve to be here into the country because they do help us so much. Um, and it's a shame to see that so many people who are being let over are the ones who are coming here to do bad things, right, to, to hurt people in this country, um, to not to take advantage of the different programs in place. And for your question on how New York has just changed in the past, I would say, year, is it's just the homeless are, are everywhere. And a lot of them are these people who are um, coming across the border. There's not systems in place to be able to to take them in. Um, it's, a, it's a massive humanitarian crisis, and we're not doing them any services by allowing them in, in this way. Because as you said, these people are they are either living in these hotels or we've seen them living in school gymnasiums. Some of these people living in um, the gymnasiums that we saw out in Brooklyn at elementary school gyms, you know, it, it's grown men. It, it's it's people that don't, don't shouldn't be showering in a kids gym, shouldn't be sleeping in a kids kids gym, um, and it, it's frustrating to see. And before in my neighborhood, you know, there would be homeless people, um, and and you'd get to know the sort of resident homeless people who live in your neighborhood, I, I would sit with a guy and I'd bring him food when I saw him out there and I'd talk to him about his life. And you get to know each other's names and, and they're not bad people. They've just hit a rough spell in life or because of addiction or um, different problems that they've had. They, they've just hit a rough patch. But now you're seeing that it's just it's a free-for-all. I mean, you you don't know the homeless people who are around you anymore. They're, they're getting violent. There was just um, a stabbing a few months ago from a homeless Man in in the West Village where I was living. We've since moved from there because even historically safe neighborhoods are getting kind of scary.
6: Unbelievable. Um,
4: So that's upsetting to see as well. It's just there's it kind of you don't really know how to get your footing. Things have changed so much, and I think a big problem is going back to the. Um, the immigration crisis because it's just changing the landscape of where these people can live. Let stay. me
2: let me ask you this, Christina Thompson of uh, of Newsmax: um, the anti-Semitic protests and violence and people removing pictures of uh, kidnapped uh, uh, Israelis, kidnapped Jews from lampposts in New York. What has that been like? I, I can't believe that a city that has such a high Jewish population, that this is happening. To me, it is terrifically alarming. Uh, how about how about that?
4: It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. Um, I also can't believe that You know, my fiance's uh, Jewish his family's Jewish, very proud. Um, proud to be that, and it, it, it's just so disgusting to see this happening, and to see what's happening at the universities as well, where so many um, Jewish students study. I mean, my gosh, I I cannot. I I graduated with my master's from Columbia University, and I used to be so proud of that fact. I'm embarrassed now. I'm embarrassed to say that I was ever connected to and had ties to a school, a university who's. Has professors that can stand up um, in front of people and say things like it was exhilarating to see what Hamas did um, to the yes. Jewish people. It's disgusting, now, it's horrible. Uh, and listen to this.
2: I mean, listen to these headlines. Uh, you've got New York's Cooper Union College met with a fierce backlash after Jewish students were barricaded in the library to shield them from pro-Palestinian protesters. That reminded me of Nazi Germany. That did. Then you've got Cornell. They're uh, uh, boosting patrols uh, after anti-Semites threatened to rape and kill Jewish students in the wake of the Hamas attack. Cornell students told to avoid the kosher dining hall. Can you freaking believe this? Jews at Cornell put on lockdown after threats against them you are about to marry a jewish man this has to be uh, a major conversation between the two of you because we're hovering over uh, something that happened to his grandparents i mean this is shocking what do you what do you guys talk about when you talk about this with you and his
4: family i mean that it's that it's just insane and what's most insane is that people our age our peers are the ones who are sitting up on their social justice high horse. They act like these social justice warriors, posting things that are pro-Hamas, uh, pro-Palestinian, and 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 it's so they're so naive because these these social justice quote unquote warriors don't understand that Hamas would wipe them off the face of the planet if they could, right? Hamas hates LGBTQ people. Hamas doesn't love women, right? They no, severely no. oppress women, so it it's just. It's mind-boggling to me that, that people just want to stand for some cause that they know nothing about. Um, and I, I've loved in this this darkness, in this disgustingness, in this uh, anti-Semitism, I've loved seeing that um, law firms and, and large businesses have rescinded offers to people who have come out as supporting um uh, pro-Hamas. I'd I've, i I've love to see that that people, that law students at NYU have lost their job offers. I, I think that, you know, we need to stop this. We need to call anti-Semitism what it is, and it's anti-Semitism, and it, it's, it's scary times, right? Because you think to yourself, how on earth could the Holocaust happen? And right now we're watching exactly how it happened unfold on Social media and people in our lives, and just the things that they're posting—it's—it's it's
2: horrible. How did you avoid the indoctrination that so many students went through? When you—you you said I think you said you went to Columbia. Uh, how did you? How did you avoid the indoctrination? Because your school, I mean, is is populated with this stuff. Clearly.
4: Yeah, I think that it's just. I've always. I feel like I've I've always really hated when I see groups think, and I've always really hated when I would see people say things without really knowing anything about them. Um, and so I've I've always tried to, I guess, Google things, like people say things all the time without really knowing what they're saying. And a quick Google search could show you that what you're saying is completely false. Um, so I mean, when it comes to, to being in classrooms and hearing what my fellow students and my professors were saying, it's just, quickly pulling out your laptop, fact-checking them and being like, hey, uh, that's not true, and opening up the dialogue. But what's so frustrating now to see is there's so many students and professors who don't even want the dialogue. They just love living in this fantasy world they've created because they they choose quote-unquote facts, and they choose to skew things in a way that just supports what they believe without it really even being the truth. And people just don't have... An urgency or a yearning to search for the truth anymore. They yeah. they just want to be right, and I think that that's. Uh, let me the ask you In all sorts of ways, you don't have to be right. You should look for the truth.
2: Billy, of course you should. Now, I certainly went to college a lot uh, sooner than you, earlier than you. Uh, in the '80s, I know the '80s. There were people alive then, Christina. I'm saying people are still alive who lived <laughs> through the '80s. It's crazy. Uh, you're a Gen Zer, right? You're a Gen Zer. Um, I'm a millennial you're a millennial okay well i won't ask you how old you are but you're like you're you're okay you're a millennial that's cool whatever how did you sit through a college class where you're you're just going i mean you had to be rolling your eyes when they told you that you're to blame for slavery or all of this crap did you experience that did you have to roll your eyes did you drop classes because of this
4: um no i didn't i didn't drop classes because of that um you know sometimes i would just keep my mouth shut but saying that now i realize that isn't helping anything. It's just kind of perpetuating the problem that we're seeing on college campuses now. But I think what happened a lot was you would be surprised how many like minded people there are on these campuses to to me or you or to uh, moderate people. Um, And they find each other and they talk about how ridiculous it is outside of class. I made some fantastic friends at Columbia who saw exactly what was going on and agreed that it was completely ridiculous and that they were pushing an agenda. And unfortunately, it is a little bit nerve-wracking to be able to speak up about that in class. Um, But you just have to arm yourself, like I said, with the facts. You just have to to be really involved in current events and know what's actually going on and be able to defend your point and not get emotional about it. That's what I noticed a lot is the other side gets so emotional to the fact that they're not even saying real things anymore. They're just riding off of their emotions, and it's wrong.
2: Now, let me uh uh ask you this uh, what are you working on right now? I mean there's a lot of news in the uh, in the world what are you following right now, Christina?
4: Well, obviously the israel um, Hamas conflict is what I'm following today. I'm tracking all of the families that are now um, being put out by that list. There's four hundred Americans still trapped in Gaza, and we're tracking some of the families that that haven't been able to make it out and just the fact that Hamas had been allowing other foreign nationals to cross over the Rafah crossing, um, and then blatantly refusing Americans that same right. And we're, I'm wondering why, for one, it took four weeks for us to get negotiations to a place with Egypt, um, with Palestinians, to be able to allow Americans to cross the Rafah crossing. Why has it taken four weeks, and for these families to to cry out for help and for for news stations to pick it up. I mean we did a story on this family from Massachusetts yesterday that really blew up, and now suddenly they're allowed to leave the country. So so what is going on that these people weren't allowed to leave earlier?
2: Yes, yes. There's, there's something obviously nefarious. I don't believe that our government is so inept. I think there's a lot of uh, malfeasance, uh, and there are enemies within. To be quite honest, I'll be quite honest. Now, Christina, you mentioned you, are, you, are, you have a fiancé. Uh, what, what, how's, the, how's the wedding planning? When are you guys uh, looking to get hitched?
4: Um, we're getting married in June of 2025, so we have okay. To no, he, a long no,
2: he, he does realize that he has no say in any of the choices about the wedding and reception. Uh, you should just pretend like he does. You do understand that, right, Christina?
4: You know, you know what's hilarious is he's <laughs> having such an anomaly. He cares so much. He wants such a say, um, but of course, at the end of the day, he just wants to make me happy. But every input that he's had, they've been great. He wants it to be black tie. I never thought of getting black tie before, but it sounds great to me, so we're going to do black tie.
2: <laughs> okay, but if it comes to like choosing between uh, floral arrangements and invitations, yeah, he has no choice. I, I know. No. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right, Christina, I really appreciate you joining me, giving us your perspective today. Uh, where can people find you, Christina Thompson of Newsmax, on uh, on the web? <laughs>
4: Um, yeah, they can find me on Facebook, Christina Thompson. Um, they can find me on Instagram, Christina Thompson TV, Twitter, C Thompson TV. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I thought this was a great conversation. I appreciate it.
2: I appreciate the conversation as well. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. A lot of the times I don't. Uh... Talk about some, you know, pop culture stuff, you know, because we do a lot of politics and whatnot on the show. But uh, I think it's kind of important. I, uh, I, uh, I have to take a break from news. I just have to there. If you do, you're going to go insane. If, if you listen to talk radio that every day just pounds a desk and tells you everything, everybody's going to die. It gets to be old after a while. I understand the severity of what's going on in our country. I do. Don't ever forget that. But I'm not afraid to uh, make fun of uh, those who are uh, perpetrating this crap on us. And, and hold them accountable as well. Uh, one thing I did not want to mention, I've been watching, uh, have, you ever, have you seen this uh, show? It's called uh, What We Do in the Shadows on FX. It's been around, I think, six seasons. It's a vampire comedy show. And my wife and I have been binge-watching the latest season of this show. And, uh, and uh, it is bawdy. It is, uh, the language is terse. Uh, There are a lot of sexual uh, stuff in it and whatnot. And it's stinking hilarious. It's a really funny show. Perfectly cast. I mean, perfectly cast. Uh, it is on FX. I, w- I just wanted to mention, and I, I watched uh, like two or three episodes <laughs> last night, and I uh, I just love the show. I think it's great. Uh, this is, uh, you know, Charlemagne, the God, he is a, uh, and I, listen, I'm nothing against Charlemagne the God. He's a great uh, uh, entertainer, content provider, superstar, uh, deals with, uh, you know, largely black audience. That's just the way it is. he's an urban audience. I call it urban, whatever. And he's, he's, he's been right on some stuff, been wrong on some stuff, but he's spot on when it comes to uh, the uh, the sanctimony city that Democrats Democrat cities uh, have espoused for the last uh, few decades inviting all sorts of illegals to come into the country, but when they come into your city, it's a whole different ballgame. Here is this guy who is decidedly left of center talking about what Eric Adams and these idiot Democrats, these sanctimony city sponsors, have done to the city.
5: Eric Adams was very progressive on immigration when it wasn't a problem in New York, okay? When it was only Texas dealing with it, he was like, we need to open our hearts to the migrants. (laughs) Now that they're coming to New York, he's like, Build the wall! Yes. Yes. (laughs) What it all comes down to is a lot of people are progressive in theory until they get tested. Half the people who want to abolish the police, the moment they get robbed, they call calling 911 like, send me your most racist cop.
2: That's right. That's right. Because it's called, uh, (laughs) let
5: them eat cake liberals. Yeah. You
2: know, bring all the illegals in. Just don't bring them here. Just ask Martha's Vineyard. I love it. This is Jim Gossett about New York, New York, and Eric Adams' crisis. Start spreading the news. Start leaving today. A lot of people are. Illegals don't have room for you here in New York. It felt like urine and pot. No place for your
1: shoes.
2: And I mention the pot? Nowhere else left to stay. To remain here spells doom for you. Oh. I mean, New York. No other radio show offers that. This. Mayor Adams
5: has had to eat a lot of crow. That's why it's growing. Yeah, the fact he welcomed you here. Oh, you no one
2: to know. Dooby 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 doo. Do. These illegal blues. It's their own fault. Means that you can't stay. They're making your life miserable, New or York president. Or you'll tear out the heart
5: of it. Ooh. New York, New
2: York.
6: There
2: you go. The Let's rolls. take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show back in a sec. All right, so coming up, liberal Democrat mayors are blaming car companies for carjacking. An update on the Trump trials. And if you work for the DHS, you need to come up with a different pronoun every week just to screw with their idiocy. That's all of the last hour of the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: Ah, uh, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.
2: Is the final hour today of the Rob Carson show? I uh, <laughs> couldn't help but notice that they started putting out uh, turkeys in September <laughs> at the grocery store. So, uh, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go what, what, what? But you know, a, a lot of the times on Thanksgiving, what I'll do is I'll just buy a turkey. And, and I will uh, make it you know smoke it or do something really cool with it, just because it kind of gives me the ability to practice as a as a cook as a barbecue cook and whatever and barbecue's different than, than grilling It's where you smoke meat, use time and hold it and I'll do that I'll probably do a turkey this year, but it's not going to be the centerpiece of the meal uh, It's probably going to be standing uh, standing rib roast uh, it's going to be uh, pork pork. Standing rib roast, and I'm going to make it into one of those crown roasts where you put the stuffing in the middle, and that's. I think I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, I've been doing a lot of cooking lately. Cooking is important to me. It's uh, cathartic. Saves me a lot of money on therapy. So, uh, <laughs> if you follow me on social media, you know you'll see me raving about you know Eric Adams or something. And the next one is like, oh, look at the corn chowder I made this weekend. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's just the way I do it. That's how I roll. <sighs> Democrat mayors of five of the biggest cities of the United States are demanding to meet with Joe Biden to deal with the migrant crisis. You guys are such useful idiots. Chicago, Denver, Houston, Los Angeles, and New York say the White House has given them no help with the surge in arrivals because he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care. You're already way paid. They, they don't care. They want you to take care of the new batch of voters for the Democrat Party. They don't care about you. It's the same way with black people. They don't care about black people. Democrats don't care about inner-city black. They don't care. They already expect their votes. They're not going to lift a finger to help them. Why should they? You know, white Trump voters in East Palestine, why should they care? They don't care. They're never going to get their votes. That's what you have to understand. That's what you have to understand. You are being abandoned. That's just how it's going to be. It was very, very, uh, uh, I mean, it was not a big surprise. But you can beg all you want. It's not going to do any good. And here's what I'd like to say to these mayors. How about you tell Joe Biden to shut the damn border down rather than just demanding more money so you can inconvenience your residents and destroy your cities? How about that? How about that? Yeah. Oh, and then there's, of course, the, the possibility that, I don't know, terrorists might be coming across the southern border. You know, yesterday, I don't know if you noticed, Chris Wray, the director of the FBI, is a corrupt son of a... And, and he and uh, Jim Comey need to go to jail together with Alejandro Mayorkas and, uh, and Eric, uh, Merrick Garland. All of them. All of them. I look forward to their tribunals. I really, really do. But he has uh, essentially yesterday said, oh, yeah, we got to worry about uh, There might be a raise in terrorism. Oh, we might have a terrorist attack since uh, the October 7th. No. We've seen it grew while this jackweed is looking at Trump supporters. All of this is allowed to raise while you're going after CRT opposing parents, parents who oppose the sexualization of our children in schools, uh, Catholics who go to a traditional Latin mass, uh, pro-lifers, Catholic churches being attacked. That's what you've done, Mr. Ray. And when an attack does happen, and inevitably it will, and by the way, I'm preparing my family for the, the possibility of what happened in Israel on October the 7th. And you should, too. Because right now there are millions of people streaming across our southern border, including terrorists. There's no doubt about it. And here's John Kirby. John Kirby looks like a nice guy. He almost looks like, you know, you could almost trust him, but you can't. He's a little weaselly party apparatchik and here he is yesterday being asked by peter Ducey, hey don't you suppose while you've just let the open border be open and not streamed anybody and and had literally millions of people come in just being either checked in or just allowed to come in uh, do you suppose it may be some terrorists i mean and the correct answer would be well of course terrorists have gotten in but of course john kirby obfuscated
7: possible that somebody who wants to commit a terrorist attack during a time of elevated threat crossed the southern border into the United States already
5: I I couldn't possibly answer that question Peter all I can do is tell
1: you that we are we have remained vigilant to that potential threat
2: no you haven't it's ridiculous to think that you have that's completely absurd you have not been vigilant at all you just are saying the opposite of what you've allowed and everybody knows what you've allowed and it's going to reap very bad things for the American people. This is uh, Josh Hawley uh, talking to Alejandro Mayorkas, another guy who needs to be put in front of a tribunal and thrown in jail for the rest of his life. I know I said it. I mean it. Uh, This is not pejorative at all. Uh, He has uh, betrayed the people. He has allowed the uh, southern border to be breached by our enemies. Here is uh, Josh Hawley uh, talking about what the uh, the DHS is doing with his agents investigating things like child sex trafficking.
7: A whistleblower from your agency of Homeland Security Investigations has come to me and has said that special agents who are working on child trafficking cases yeah, what's and fentanyl us? interdiction cases yes. have been pulled off of their investigations and sent to the southern border, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these agents at a time, taken out of the field, taken off child exploitation cases and sent to the southern border. Here's some of what she said. She said we're being told to shut down investigations, to go hand out sandwiches and escort migrants to the shower and sit with them while they're in the hospital and those types of tasks. Mr. Secretary, you're taking special agents away from investigating child traffickers and child exploitation when you've lost tens of thousands of kids to traffickers and you're sending them to make sandwiches at the border. What is going on? Yeah. a whistleblower from your agency of home there you go
2: yeah so uh, this is very demoralizing very demeaning for anyone who is uh, concerned about law enforcement more importantly uh, concerned about the welfare of children who are being sex trafficked and then there's john kennedy john kennedy sat across from the director for countering human trafficking for the DHS, his name is Cardell Moron. I'm sorry, it's Morant. Mor Cardell Morant Morant. Here is a John Kennedy asking a guy who's in charge of the uh, the
1: trafficking of children and preventing it, and he doesn't know anything that's going on at the border. Since President Biden's been president, h- how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally? You're the DHS. You should know it down to the like to the number. Or on the basis of a claim of asylum? Answer Thank you, Senator. Yeah. I'm HSI you... as an investigative agency is... Uh... How, how, do you know the number? No, Senator. You're a senior member of wow. Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Wow. Does anybody know the number? None of you know the number. That's Try correct. eight million. Now, of that eight million, eight million how many million. were children, Mr. Morant? I don't have that number. So you don't know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? Let's yeah. assume half. 8 million is four Nebraskas. Four new states. Mm -hmm. Let's assume, I don't think it's as high, half of them are children. How many of of those 8 million people are still here? Do any of you know?
2: Now, if if that person was an employee of you and your company and was that out of touch with the duties that uh, they should perform, what would you do? You would... uh uh, tell them to uh, come back after 5 o'clock and pick up your belongings. That's what you do. That's what you do. Listen, to this. Chicago has uh, reportedly taken meetings with illegal alien advocates from St. Louis about a deal to ship thousands of border crossers from the Windy City to St. Louis. Now, I don't know if you've been to St. Louis lately. I spent a lot of my life in St. Louis. And uh, St. Louis is uh, really descended. All right, downtown St. Louis is a mess. Around the ballpark, it's better, but it's a mess. East St. Louis has always been a Charlie Foxtrot. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones recently launched the city's Office of New Americans. Office of New Americans, because she's stupid. With an eye toward helping illegals settle in the city by the Mississippi River. And now several advocacy groups in St. Louis are nudging Chicago officials to open the spigot. You know why? Because they're going to get a bunch of money. But uh, I wouldn't do this, Tashara because you got five other mayors over here from New York and and uh, in Chicago and all that saying that the federal government didn't do anything. And uh, and just Saint Louis this put it this way, Saint Louis, uh, you can't do this. Uh, you think you've Democrats you've made Saint Louis uh, you know what it is now which is not good. And you want to put you want to put the pedal to the metal on. I remember I, I lived. I didn't. I never really lived in St. Louis. <clears throat> done a lot of time on WH or uh, KMOX and. All sorts of stuff. And they used to have this uh, uh, Union Station, and it was glorious, man. It was filled with people and shops and all of this. And there was a thing called the fudgery, and you'd go watch these guys making fudge, you know, on this big old marble countertop, and it was glorious. And then the last time I went there, it looked like WALL-E, the movie. You ever seen WALL-E, the movie? When uh, WALL-E's driving by the big, uh, the uh, 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 closed-down big-box store, and the the, uh, sound is still playing. That was what happened to uh, Union Station in St. Louis. It's dystopian. It is. It's post-apocalyptic dystopian, and Democrats have done it too. And and here's what Chicago. Listen to this. The uh, the uh, moron that was put in place as mayor. I won't say elected because the Democrat Party machine got him elected. The teachers unions and whatnot. Not the people. But anyway, the uh, the new uh, mayor of Chicago. Uh, they you know they've let all these illegals come in and he's opened up up these shelters without conferring with people, and it's not playing over so well with them.
4: To us. Nobody told us. We have more. Who signed a signature here? Who said no? He said no. no.
7: Tensions escalate on the southwest side as the city gets closer to housing at least 2,000 migrants at a base camp in Brighton Park. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Scott Schneider.
3: And I'm Don Hasbrook. That encampment is slated for a vacant lot at 38th. And
2: this is where they kind of encapsulate the story and then send it out to a reporter on the field.
3: California. But a meeting tonight grew heated when residents divided on the plan. Casey Cronus. Oh, I
2: think it's divided about 95-5 in favor of no illegals. Is live
3: from Kelly High School with the latest ready it. to go
2: does the pitch Hey, Don and Scott, will residents say they... Hello, young 20-something reporter stuck with his assignment tonight. ...only
0: found out about the plan when they <laughs> saw construction crews working at this site.
2: Yeah, so they had no idea until they started building the homeless shelter for the illegals who don't speak English and don't have jobs. ...night
7: they were calling for transparency. No
2: inoculations, can't speak English, you know, the whole deal.
4: ...but it's something many of them feel they didn't get when the meeting reached capacity and they weren't allowed in. We could even hear the pounding on the doors. From
2: inside, yeah, they wouldn't have let the people actually into the meeting. Here's what it sounded like, by the way Yeah, you see, this isn't gonna this isn't going end well for people in power. I'm just going to tell you right now, and you can say all you want, and you can say we're this and that, and you can gaslight the people and all that, but they know what's happening? They know what's happening. It's not going to end well for those in power. And I hope that moment is coming. All right. Now, on the way, I'm going to get to those stories I was talking about. Uh, just honestly, it's, it's almost laughable to weren't so serious. Uh, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's answer to uh, carjacking. And then uh, this incredible story about uh, made-up pronouns in the HHS. And um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, ornithology. It's where you, uh, you look at birds, and you name the birds. Well, suddenly a bunch of people who are, for some reason, I guess connecting George Floyd's death, have decided that they need to rename birds. And I'm going to share that idiocy coming up. Uh, your phone calls as well, 800 Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, if you get a chance to listen to the uh, podcast of the radio show. It's, you know, if if you look at the purest uh, definition of a podcast, the the podcast for my show is is not really a podcast. It's basically we take the show every day and we divide it into two segments. We whittle it down and uh, and we present it. Something that you can, you know, you listen to a half the show when you're working out, half the show when you're whatever. Or you can listen to both, whatever. Uh, or just, you know, if you heard the radio show, you want to hear it again because it's so awesome. Uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash Listen newsmax.com slash listen and, uh, and do that. And, and subscribe to it and the whole deal. If you're on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, give me a five-star review. That would be huge because all of my relatives have, uh, you know, they, they're going to get recognized after writing so many five-star reviews. It's going to become obvious. Oh, that's my nephew Jason. So, maybe we need some new stuff. So, just do that and help me out if you would. Uh, Pharmageddon. Do you hear about this? Uh, I don't know if you know this. I, I went to uh, New York a few times and the Duane Reed pharmacies there uh, I mean, are unbelievable you got to ask you know, for somebody to bring you a key to get your toothpaste. It's stupid. It really is stupid. And there's been an assault on pharmacies around the country for a while now, and they are frequently the targets of theft. And now you got some, some, some uh, uh, organizers, 900 pharmacists working for CVS and Walgreens may strike this week as they seek better working conditions. So maybe it's time for you, just in case all of these things strike at the, the, the wrong time, That you have an emergency medical kit? Oh, my gosh, there's an idea. I mean, what a brilliant idea. You think about emergency food. You think about emergency water. You think about emergency money. What about your meds? Oh, my gosh. The wellness company got together with Dr. Peter McAuliffe, who was censored by the CDC and the HHS during COVID. And he said, you know what? Let's put together a... Uh, A package of essential medicines that people can have on hand and so they've got ivermectin z-pack they've got amoxicillin they've got all sorts of stuff in there and they will build a kit around your needs your allergies or whatever and that way you have it for your family my son the other day actually he was starting to show strep we had amoxicillin but he he didn't need it unfortunate but we have the kit so here's what you do if you want to get this emergency medical kit from the wellness company write down this website okay and order it get it going uh, all you do is go to Twc.health/carson TwC that's the wellness company dot health/carson you get 10% off when you use the promo code Carson this is important I'm telling you this is important you need this in your possession you know how panicked you get when your your, your your meds are out you can't get to the pharmacy. Well, now you need emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics, and whatnot, and you'll have them. And it comes from a names that you can trust. Again, twc.health slash Carson, if you would like to do that. Stupid, stupid, stupid,
3: stupid. People, 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 Just playing stupid.
0: Stupid is stupid does, Ms. Blue. Who got stupid?
2: It's just uh, stupid to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, I'm Washington D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. But, do. Good night, sweetheart. Yeah, it's time. That's a uh, Gen X, uh, boomer reference to uh, a Na uh, Bowser was the bass guy who sang bass. Anyway, uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser will hand out free air tags to residents to make it easier to track their cars when they're stolen. <laughs> Oh, my God. D.C. is going to hand out free air tags to residents to track stolen cars in light of the recent levels of crime. Muriel Bowser announced at a press conference that uh, residents living in high uh, areas with the highest reports of carjackings will receive a free tracking device. Also, I think she'd give them those uh, bank ink canisters that explode when they steal your wallet. You know, you got your purse? Just have one of those in your purse as it's stolen. Put one of those big ink canisters that blows up in there. Uh, So anyway, the police officers will help install the car, the tags into cars, the uh, the tags can be installed anywhere in the car and its uh, location will not be accept- will not be accessible to police and they'll work the same as Apple designs them. I've got one on my, uh, on my uh, car keys, actually. And that's what you do. So uh, she said at the news conference, Muriel Bowser, our carjacking motor vehicle thefts and unlawful use of vehicles are up 36% over the last year. This way you can get your car back after the windows have been broken and stuff has been stolen off as it lays in a ravine upside down. At least you'll know where it is. And then, of course, this... <clears throat> The insurance companies were right. A man lost his $17,000 after his Kia was stolen in six minutes. Insurance refuses to cover the cost. Apparently, Kias are real easy to steal. Uh, a Washington man was told by his insurance company that he could not receive coverage for his stolen Kia Sorento, continuing the trend of insurers refusing to provide comprehensive coverage of certain automobiles. Tony of Tacoma, Washington, filed a police report after he was unable to obtain security footage of thieves stealing his, his, uh, his uh, Kia and uh, apparently obviously i didn't do enough research when i bought the car when it came for my re- renewal last month they said it wouldn't renew it because apparently it doesn't have this uh, engine immobilizer that's what it is there's a no engine immobilizer and uh, and consequently uh the city of chicago actually has announced a lawsuit against kia and other car dealers or car makers blaming them for an increase in the theft of cars and carjacking i know it doesn't make any sense i don't know why anybody would want to steal a kia i'm <laughs> just kidding i'm just kidding let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show hey guys it's carson today's podcast sponsored by NutraSense. That was the sound of a Nutrisense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, and even your sleep. With Nutrisense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and Nutrisense does the rest. Nutrisense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overhaul glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they give you a personalized nutrition plan so you can achieve your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you. With a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices, it is a powerful tool for understanding your body and affecting positive change in your life. You can get all of this today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit nutrasensecom slash Carson. Use code Carson to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on the Rob Carson Podcast. That's NutriSense.com slash Carson to save 30% off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. 800-922-6680. That is the uh, number on The Rob Carson Show if you would like to uh, chime in. Uh, This just in, Paul Ryan will skip the Republican National Convention if Trump wins the primary. Oh my god, cancel everything. This is horrible. Oh my god, it's so awful. It's like, uh, you know, uh canceling your wedding because uh uh, you know, your ex-boyfriend didn't want to come. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's fantastic. That is really uh that is uh, yeah, who cares, Paul. Do whatever you're doing, because politics ain't where you are anymore. I mean, you got to move on. There's a point. I, listen, car sales are not a bad thing. I'm not kidding. you you, you got a good uh, way of communicating and all that stuff. Maybe you ought to try car sales. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so, oh, 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 I just got this this morning. Uh, you know, in in, uh, in uh, Gaza, I don't know if you knew this, but in the Palestinian territories in uh, on, on uh, September the 11th, 2001, they celebrated all the Americans getting murdered. Did you know that they were throwing candy at the kids? And the kids <clears throat> grew up, and uh, many of those kids uh, participated in the slaughter that happened on October the seventh. That's, uh, I mean, I think you could pretty much say that happened, right? I mean, pretty much, right? So uh, you know, obviously, the children in uh, in the Palestinian territories are being uh, raised to hate the Jews. You know, it, it's obvious. Anybody who's ever lived over there, you know. It is that way, and so I just got this morning. Uh, apparently, this was uh, this was smuggled out. This is public television in Gaza, one of their kids' TV shows. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll this real quick here. Here's, a, here's the theme song to it, I hear. Bombs away, jihad is here to stay. Okay, I see. Yeah. America will go down to... Tell me how to blow, how to blow up Sesame Street. There it is right there. How to blow up Sesame Street. Ah, oh, featuring Trinity Thug. It was an easy getting up for a brand new vest.
6: Explosive strapped to my chest. Isn't is good? Soon our mission will be complete to blow, how
2: to blow up Sesame Street. Yeah, it's not as... Uh, how to blow up Sesame Street. Get to America! Apparently, that is public television in, uh, <clears throat> in uh, the Palestinian territories. So, Republican lawmakers are demanding answers from Joe Biden's uh, Department of Health and Human Services about its new guidelines, ordering agency employees to refer to transgender co-workers by their preferred pronouns. Uh, Representative Mary Miller is uh, leading several GOP lawmakers, sending a letter to the DHS Secretary, uh, Javier Becerra, uh, who cannot be taken seriously as a leader if he's allowed this to happen. He's a moron. Uh, grilled in for answers about the unconstitutional guidance, how it applies to the religious employees. Um, we recently learned that the uh, Biden DHS, HHS, whatever the hell it is, is compelling political speech by violating the religious liberty of HS's employees. We write to express our strong opposition. Who cares? Whatever. La, la, la. Your pronoun mandate clearly infringes upon the religious liberty and free speech rights of employees. It's also an insult to their intelligence. Let's not forget how powerful that is. That uh, it makes you look like a moron. Anyway, employees who cannot be coerced into engaging in political speech, blah, blah, blah. Now, the HHS employs 80,000 people. And they imposed their new gender identity and non-discrimination guidance in October. It outlines employees' rights and protections related to gender. And it says all employees should be addressed by names and pronouns they uh, use to describe themselves. All right? Uh, DHHS Secretary Andrea Palm uh, I want to say clearly who you are and who you uh, know yourself to be is valid even if you're mentally ill clearly, I added that we want you to uh, be authentic self every way regardless of your gender identity, sexual orientation race, ethnicity, religion, disability status Uh, my god these are adults these are adults I know, I know, I know uh, while Palm did mention religion, neither the video nor the email disclose how the HHS plans on accommodating or exempting employees with religious ob- uh, objections. HHS Secretary, Assistant Secretary for Health Admiral Rachel Levine, who's mentally ill, uh, describes himself as an out and proud transgender woman. Yeah. <clears throat> Every one of us can play a role in creating a welcoming space. Every one of you can make a difference in improving the feelings of incl- and inclusion of your co-workers. If you work for the HHS, and I'm being totally serious, you need to come up with a different pronoun, if not every day, every week. And if not every week, every month. But it has to be regular, and you have to demand it. And, and don't be emotional about it. Don't give up, you know. The, <clears throat> maybe you're playing with their little tiny brains. Be serious about it. Commit yourself to it. All right. Like a Charlemagne the God. That's not a pronoun, but it's a name he has decided to call himself, and he likes to be called Charlemagne the God. All right. So you should do that at HHS. You should say I want to be known as Bim. I don't know why. Just make it up, or Blim, or or. Exeter. I don't. Even, I don't even know. Pumpkinhead. I just the shoe. I, it doesn't matter. I'm a tree airplane. Okay, cool. That's my pronoun They call it. Or I'm going to file a, a lawsuit against you. And I'm going to be offended by it. And I'm going to email everybody in the office. And I'm going to email HR that you did not call me Bim today. One thousand percent. I mean this with all of my heart. You have to destroy this nonsense. And please uh, email me with the response, Carson at Newsmax.com. <clears throat> I hope to have access to my email again, because I, whenever I try to change the, uh, the password, I need eight people to help me out with it. I don't know why. It just does it that way. So here are some of the questions uh, they asked, but uh, what legal justification are you citing for imposing a transgender pronoun mandate on employees? Okay, there's one question. Uh, does your HHS gender non-discrimination and inclusion policy violate the First Amendment of HHS employees? Well, of course it does. It's compelled speech. Um, your, you cite safety for reasons instituting this. How many safety incidents have been reported relating to an employee's transgender status? Well, nobody that's just the way it is it's like uh, after f- hundreds of uh, anti-semitic attacks in america putting kamala harris in charge of anti-islamic is- attacks it's stupid you see what scientific evidence are you uh, citing to support the claim that a single person can embody two people requiring them to use they and them plural pronouns well It's because it's stupid. Uh, Will this Biden administration policy require employees to refer to each other with so-called neo-pronouns like Z, Zer, and Zim? I'm Bim. I'm just going to be Bim. I would use my first name, but that's Rim. And that would sound really weird, particularly if I used it at my job. I'm just saying. What will the punishment for an HHS employee who refuses to refer to another employee according to their preferred pronoun? And will you commit to never firing an employee before merely declining to use a person's personal uh, preferred pronoun? Yeah, it's just so stupid. Make up a new pronoun every day. I'm going to be Bim. And today, today I'll change it tomorrow. I'll ch- I'll certainly change it tomorrow. And then there's this. This is from NPR. I like to occasionally lift my pinky finger as I drink my non-fat soy latte, no whip, with a sprinkle of nutmeg and a raw sugar. I like to uh, you know read the headlines while I'm doing that. You know, like people killed. Sip. That's NPR. Get ready to say goodbye to a lot of familiar bird names like Anna's Hummingbird, Gamble's Quail, Lewis's Woodpecker, <clears throat> Biwick's Wren, and Bullock's Oriole. Uh, that's because the American Ornitho- Ornithological Society has vowed to change the English names of all bird species currently named after people, along with any bird names deemed offensive or exclusionary. They're kind of giving us the bird. <laughs> Okay, not worth it. Anyway, names have power, and power can be good uh, for the good or it can be good for the bad. Uh, The society's president and uh, research life biologist says we want these names to be powerful and a really good name. We've come to understand that there are certain types of uh, names that have been uh, offensive or derogatory connotations that cause people pain. Really? Does it Really? And that it's a, it's important to change those to remove those barriers to their participation in the world of birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! This is so stupid. So they're going to change birds. Uh, uh, one notable exception came in 2000 uh, when the society renamed a bird that's long uh, been called the long-tailed duck because of concerns that its previous name was derogatory to Native Americans. I don't know what the... I think the previous name of the bird was the uh, kill-the-engine's warbler. I think that's what it must have been. It killed them engines warbler is what they called it. Yeah, something like that. Uh, This was the first time that I ever uh, recognized or heard a name that was offensive, said the uh, director of the group here, uh, who uh, at the point in time concerns about injustice wasn't traditionally accepted reason for changing bird names. That changed in 2020 when when, uh, George Floyd uh, died because he took too much fentanyl. That's been proven by the autopsy. There's a case going on there, and the police officer in jail didn't kill him. But they did a lot of stupid crap, like get rid of Aunt Jemima, uh, to get rid of Uncle Ben, uh, all of that stuff. It was really stupid. So uh, the uh, the group uh, called Bird Names for Birds wrote the Leadership Society pertaining to the, the potential problems with the names that need to be changed. So... Uh, <clears throat> There was, for instance, 2019 for proposal to rename a small prairie bird that had previously been named for Con- Confederate General John P. McCown. And they had to change that to a thick-billed Longspur. <laughs> 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 this is so stupid. It's just so stupid. I think that every bird should end in the word booby. Because there's like a blue-footed booby. And I think uh, every bird should have "booby" in it. I think that would be funny. Just that's a fourteen-year-old boy in me screaming out there. My, my sense of humor. Everything should be called a "booby." So maybe if it's like a sparrow, "booby," a robin, red robin, "booby," uh, you know, a uh, 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 whatever. Uh, I don't know what the hell. But humming "booby," a humming "booby." I like humming "booby." All of them should have "booby" in them because you know, "booby." Uh, some of the other ones they had to change, there was the Jew hating blue booby, which apparently was a big deal. They changed that, and the uh, slavery loving wren was also one. Hey, remember the slavery loving wren? I was out there and I was going, uh, you know, I was looking through my binoculars at the slavery loving wren, and we were checking off the different bird names because, you know, that's what people who are into bird watching do. They check out which bird they got, right? And I'm just sitting here, and I just finished uh, you know, taking a picture of the Jew hating blue booby. And, uh, and then I went on. I saw my wife. I said, hey, that's a Jew Hayden Blue Booby right up there. And she goes, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. You know, I don't know if I like that name. I'm like, well, that's just the way. And then I saw the Slavery 11 Wren, and that's when she said, you know, this is really not right. We need to rename them. You know. Or maybe this is just more stupidity. I, I you know, honestly, honestly, honestly. Uh, I literally have my wife as a cousin who is an ornithologist, and she's a lib. She's a lib, but she also hunts, and she uh, she like literally she hunts her own deer. She brings me a beautiful uh, venison, all this. She's uh, uh, she's a liberal lesbian. I'll just tell you that. And and even she thinks this is stupid. <laughs> she just thinks it's really, 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 really stupid. So uh, so there is that. Finally, this break, I'll just share this with you. Um, I don't get DoorDash because I like to leave my house. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, it's just not a good idea. <clears throat> You've been watching the NFL football lately, and they show the, the, uh, the, the, the code there. You can scan your, you know, the phone, the picture of the, whatever the hell they call it. You don't have to UPC or whatever the hell it is. Anyway, and it'll show up on your phone, you can immediately, more, uh, you know, uh, order food. It's like a heroin feeder in a rat experiment, uh, experiment from the 60s. You sit there and you go, ooh, look, I need that from Domino's. I don't even know if it's food. They just take some chicken and they throw it on a piece of cardboard and pour some mayonnaise on it. I'm going to order that, brat, brat, brat. You know? It's, It's terrible. But the food service delivery service DoorDash has warned its customers that not tipping their drivers may lead to delayed service. Yeah, so basically, uh, they're saying that uh, they deleted the post because as drivers can see uh, which orders carry tips and are free to take the jobs they want to, they may not be incentivized to take the lower value gigs, and that just—that's common sense, right? So uh, DoorDash holds 65% of the online meal delivery in the United States. Maybe they should do like a door sponge bath because you're so fat you can't get off the couch. And you've got to literally have somebody come in and lift your stomach to clean under it. That they should offer. That I could be down with because chances... But anyway, they decided to uh, uh, take that off. But they did have a warning that uh, if you don't leave a tip, your food could arrive a little bit later. <laughs> I have no problem with tipping the DoorDash driver. I just don't do DoorDash because, you know, what I just said. Let's take a break and come back. This was The Rob Carson Show. My, uh, My boss... Wrote me, and he said, you know, about those bird renaming, he says, the socialists hate the better dead than red-tailed hawk. That was pretty good. That was, that was pretty good comedy writing there. Yeah, that was nice. That was like, I think every bird, to avoid offense, they should just name, be named boobies. That's just, you know, there's booby on the end of it, I think, because, you know, boobies funny, right? Anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, the last break, I, I, I try not to leave, uh, you know, something heavy on the table um and and i i I want to share this i I think it 's interesting i i 'm w- wanting to know more about the song you know uh a few months ago, there was a song that came out, uh, rich men north of Richmond," and it was huge and it and it really really resonated with people because they 're suffering a lot of people are suffering black white uh poor you know whatever uh we 're all suffering to some degree because of the idiocy uh in the white House and uh, uh this is something I caught the other day, Darius Rucker, you know who Darius rucker is. Now, maybe you Gen Zers are like, yeah, he's a country artist. Well, yeah, he is. But he was, uh, he was a part of the 90s. There was a band called Hootie and the Blowfish that commercial radio destroyed by overplaying their music, just like Alanis Morissette. The commercial radio pounded them to dirt, you know. And uh, I can say that because I worked in commercial music radio. And so he left pop music because commercial radio had destroyed Hootie and the Blowfish, and he moved on. He's got a new song out, and I've talked to you about this. Men of a certain age, 40s, 50s, uh, we reach a point where um, you know, we live a life of quiet desperation, and, and we are expected to just kind of absorb everything and not say anything. And it's hard. I'm saying that is my role as a man. I've got to. But I want you to listen to the lyrics of this. This is a little sample of this song that I think could kind of have kind of the same resonance with some people that that song did. Listen to this. Being
6: a man is what you make it. You can't always live up to expectations. You try to please everybody while you struggle so you fake it. And end up out of balance compromising situations. As a good man, uh, do what he should, man. i give everything he has and do everything he could, man, you. Find yourself feeling all alone Inside a house you built that you don't recognize as home wow. And that's what my daddy told me And I'll tell my son the same Now that I'm older, I relate and I actually feel his pain He never cried, he might have lied, but he did not complain And he said, son, one day you'll have to do the same I'll get emotional when I stop and think and I look around the county lines of my small town. I think about all the men out there who feel like I do now. Who are screaming on the inside but won't ever make us Whoa! Whoa!
2: Sometimes we have to take a lot of arrows. And a lot of times we just will roll over and go to sleep and we won't let it get to us. Uh, I just think that <laughs> that's incredible. When I went through what I went through when I was out of work, that's the way I felt. And I just absorbed it all and absorbed it all until I couldn't absorb it anymore, and I gave up. And that's when I was saved. I wanted to share that with you, no matter what you're going through, whether you're a wife or a husband, whatever you're going through. I think it's powerful. I really, really do. All right, uh, let's take a break and come back. I will post that on social media. I think it's just absolutely amazing, Darius Rucker. Uh, Let's take a break, come back, wrap this thing up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, that song by Darius Rucker is called To Be a Man. And I just posted it on social media, on Twitter, and all of the sundry social media pages that I populate with all sorts of stuff. Have a great day, guys. God bless you, Israel, the United States. And until tomorrow, which is Friday, Woo! Don't catch a stupid...
0: Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.